he's referred to as the man in the back of the room and introduced as the voice of God. He's told U.S. presidents where to sit, given Tony and Grammy award-winning celebrities direction, and lectured scads of students. But as he likes to point out, the event entertainment expert you don't know, you don't know, Anthony Bellata. And Bellatified. friends and welcome to another episode of Bolotify, the one and only podcast about event entertainment and engagement. I'm Anthony Bolotta. I'm here every week with my one and only Alex Postalidis. Hey, Alex. Hello, Anthony. Happy belated Valentine's Day. Yes, 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 yes. Happy belated Valentine's Day. It didn't seem like a big day yesterday. But apparently, uh, I did see online that some restaurants were offering to be offering the consumer to be placed on a wait list for that night, which of course sends the message that we're booked. Mm-hmm. If you still haven't done anything, we're happy to have you come and wait. Which probably tells me that they really weren't full, but it was a marketing ploy. Very well, could have been. We were flying back from the East Coast, so we have no clue what was going on in restaurants. I can only say that when we picked up our poke bowls last night, uh, there wasn't a lot of activity out and about in Hillcrest and North Park. But, you know, that really doesn't mean there aren't people sitting in restaurants enjoying the company of one another. I remember last year at this time, we were in our comedy class. And one of the one of the students did her her uh, entire stand up routine on Valentine's Day, or at least started that way. And so that's what comes to mind now when Valentine's Day comes around, because she didn't as a as a waiter, she didn't have much to say as a server. She didn't have much to say good about Valentine's Day uh, because it appeared that the tipping isn't quite what it should be. But the expectation is, you know, multiplied. And people come in um, trying to show off and order things and they have no idea what they're ordering and mispronounce everything. Right, 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 right. (laughs) It's like um, uh, it's it's like New Year's Eve almost. Yes. Well, I had. One of the nicest Valentine's Day that I've had in a long time. I was surprised. I got a, a call from a friend of mine who is one of the most brilliant musicians on the planet. And he's putting together a new configuration. And so obviously we're going to work together. And he's very sweet. He takes me out and he's like, this is the number one agent in San Diego. I'm like, oh, you're so building up my importance. Our company, yes. I'm just Alex. <laughs> but... um So anyway, he had called me about that and I can't attend something next week. And then I was five minutes away from work after we had, you know, an artist conversation. And he said, I sent you an email with an invite. I hope you can accept. So he invited me and I've known Fred for years. I've had the extreme pleasure to work with him um, where he's been the musical director and pianist um, on a couple of different shows. And um, so he invited me out with his beautiful wife, Cynthia, and Cynthia's uh, twin sister, 
they're both flamenco dancers, beautiful. We've actually talked to the daughters. I've known the family forever. And then one of their family friends, and we went out to PB to uh, listen to a band. Some of the bandmates are going to be with him as well. And uh, so it was a Santana cover band. And he just, I mean, spoiled us rotten. He went up and got food and he bought wine and he was a designated driver and he had a box of chocolates for each one of us women. And I mean, it was just, it was very sweet. And afterwards when I, you know, I met all the band members and one of them, the bass player and the head of this particular band, Jimmy Barra, who we have worked with through Hat Trick. Oh, gosh, yes. And he goes, wait a minute, what's your last name? And I told him, he goes, I know you. I said, what's your last name? I went, I know you. But it's the first time we'd actually been face to face. Wow. So that was really nice. This band was, they were fun. We had fun dancing and. So this is a band that Fred will be working with? or It'll be members of this band he'll be using in his new band as well. Um, and it's a dance band uh, configuration he's doing or something? I else? think so. Yeah. Mo, mo, I think really a lot of Latin jazz, that type of stuff. I, you have to see, we went back to the house afterwards and Freddie was playing for us a little bit. You've never seen anybody's hands move so fast on a keyboard. You know, I think you've mentioned him before. I have because he's truly brilliant and possibly possibly the nicest human being on the planet. Well, that's, this is going to sound really saccharine, but second to you. Oh, <laughs> thank you. That's very Come kind. On. That's very kind. I appreciate that. Come on. Um, so I want to just sort of wrap my head around this because it sounds like uh, what he was doing, Fred, was uh, introducing his new project to mm -hmm. us. And so he did so in a very interesting way. He invited you to see this group of performers. Uh, he wined and dined you. And he sort of gave you a taste of what he's working on. Mm -hmm. Then he brought you back to his house and he played some, some piano. Very interesting way to go. And I applaud it because obviously he's serious about what he's doing to take the time to put together a small group of people to go see musicians, which by the way, could be very, very tricky and very, uh, could have worked, could have not worked for him, you know, he, in a way, you know, because you're not really seeing the product you're seeing. Right you're seeing another product, you're watching another band. It's just that some of that product has the same players as the product that Fred is working on. So there was a bit of a gamble, a risk in doing that, right? I mean, what if they didn't come to gel together? Well, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have, I mean, he, I think he still would have taken me because I'm friends with the family. In fact, he even when he introduces me, he goes, this is our good family friend. I get invited to his house for parties and family celebrations. So our relationship is also is outside of the industry and it's inside the industry, but it's inside the industry. Second, secondly, um, and he knows this band. They go watch him. They go dancing. The guitarist is Fred knows extremely well, who was brilliant. Um, so he would not have taken me in a agent aspect 
if they weren't to his level because his level. So if he ever says to me, then I know it's true because his level of musicianship is bordering. It's not bordering. It's genius. It's really, I was looking at his books last night where he, as he's having a conversation is composing music, literally yeah. music that you're going to use. You're it's not a, it's not a working sheet. It's music that you're going to use. And he's composing while he's ha- ha- eating a meal or having a conversation, he's That's that brilliant. For him to, he has that that language down so well, it's second nature that he can be writing as he's multitasking, basic, basically is what I'm hearing. That's incredible. And having had the opportunity, I met him doing a show back in 1999. It was a corporate industrial that we performed in Chicago, but rehearsed here. Um, the show itself, mm-hmm. It, it, Fred didn't write it. The the client wrote it. Um, but we had so much fun. And he's like us, Anthony. He's one of those people that will protect his artists to the T. And I watched Fred on site when we were in Chicago in a rehearsal grow 10 feet because somebody did something disrespectful of our troupe or said something. I don't remember what it was. I just remember Eileen Bowman and I, because we were together, leaning into each other like this, get like really scared because you just watched this man. He's about five, five, jump up to about seven, eight feet tall and nipped it in the bud. Wow. Yeah, you know, I think that a lot of people don't understand that perspective and there's an expectation. So it's important to, uh, be able to, uh, when you speak the language, uh, educate and let mm-hmm. them know that, I don't know what this guy said, but that some things are just not possible. Some things <laughs> are not doable. Uh, and, and then try to give them an example of what is doable and possible or how musicians work so that, uh, they can communicate better. Now, in this case, I'm dying to know what he said, but we won't talk about that now. I don't, I don't remember. I mean, that was, again, that was a long time ago. I don't, something happened behind the scene. And then we just saw Fred get up and go. Mm. I don't know what it was, but I never knew there was, I never knew the problem. And I, so that says something for what he did. Um, And his whole family. I mean, they're incredibly talented family. Each single person in that family is amazing. Dancers, singers, musicians. You know, I was talking to Marty Amato earlier today. Mm, Marty. Who who may be moving out of our San Diego community uh, soon, uh, moving to another state. Uh, But nonetheless, she was talking about her lineage. She's a really incredible musician and producer. And uh, I didn't know that her mother was a choral director. And her and her grandfather during the Great Depression, the Great Depression back in 1929, uh, apparently had a printing business or worked in the printing business. And during that depression, uh, had no work, so had was making money as a musician, basically, as a band leader. I think. Uh, and so it's incredible the lineage, you know, uh, of of the musical gene, uh, like Judy, like your daughter, Illy, mm-hmm. and like 
Judy's daughter, Lindsay, I mean, who's incredible. Uh, you know, it's just, a, I think it's part genetic and part nurture, part the fact that, you know, there's a piano in the home and uh, there is somebody who is literate on that piano who can play it really well. And so music just becomes a part of the, the, the upbringing. Like in my case, my, I didn't know my parents to be musicians. Apparently my father was at one point, but my mother's love for music and the fact that I would spend time as, a, as in my formative years, it was just my mother and I, because I'm four years younger than my brother and six years younger than my sister. And my mother was fastidious. So she spent her days cleaning and doing laundry and, you know, taking care of the house. And the hi-fi was always on. And what I grew up listening to was Tony Bennett and uh, Jerry Vale and uh, Frank Sinatra and Ella Fitzgerald. That's what I grew up listening to. And so even though I'm a child of the 60s and 70s and rock and roll was at its heyday, I didn't partake. We went to see, I think the movie's called The Wall. Mm -hmm. I fell asleep. I didn't, I, I fell asleep, yeah. I mean, in retrospect, I'm laughing at myself because, you know, I've worked with rock and roll musicians and I've had to learn their repertoire, their, their, their library before working with them because I didn't really know what it was. And, and I'm sure people want to slap me now for having said that, but just wasn't the, you know, it's what it wasn't what I was raised on. Right. Right. I didn't start appreciating rock until I was, I'm going to say eighth grade, ninth grade, because very much the same thing. My mother was a beautiful pianist. Um, had an opportunity to go to Brown University for music, but her father said no. Both my mom and dad had gorgeous voices. My, you know, Illy's father, David, is, is very musically inclined. Um, his mom, principal harpist of the symphony. So Illy had that, but growing up when she was little, really little, we'd put on, we'd have a dance party. What kind of music do you want to listen to? And the two things she would want, because it's what she would hear me sing. It's what she would hear me listen to would be Jess Mama or Kayakamukak, which was classical music. Hmm. And we would have dance parties. Usually it was jazz. And, you know, we would put on music station and test her. Who's singing, Ellie? You know, oh, that's Ella. That's Ella Fitzgerald, Mom. I bet it's Ella Fitzgerald. So, you know, she has a very well-rounded, um, eclectic taste, but her favorite really is standards. It's what she loves to sing the most. I'm glad to hear that because she's a young vocalist and it makes me feel good about um, the music that I love so much. Quite well, honestly. and it's, you know, those are time tested. They just are. They're going to, they're going to stand the test of time. They're not going, Nat King Cole, it's not going anywhere. Um, and it's nice to hear her love that, but also then turn around and sing Beyonce. You know, um, so I like that she's more eclectic at her age than I was. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, 
there's certainly more to choose from today than there was when we were kids in terms right. of styles. And access to it. And access. And access. Right. And access. Boy, you know, the thought of having a track behind us when we were coming of age, that, that wasn't even something mm -mm. you dream of, you know? Right. Uh, and now you can fully, you know, have it orchestrated behind you and practice all you want, perform all you want. Uh, for a long time, I've just poo-pooed the idea of having a track. In fact, because we're from the theater world and you would never go to an audition with a track, never. Uh, you know, you just, you just, learn that that's not the right way uh but that's changed yes and she just had an audition for state where she had to have the music was singing to an accompanist that she'd never worked with and you know how'd it go for her she did really well i'm so proud of her because she literally had two weeks because the information i have to say from sdsu was less than forthcoming and I had to search to find what the requirements were. It was link after link after link. And I finally found it. I'm like, we have two weeks for you to find a classical piece in a foreign language. So I pulled I two really great teachers that she worked with in these two weeks. And she did. She sang a classical piece in Spanish. And, um, and then a very lyric, you know, classical version of a musical theater song. And... Um, she was just full. She was, I got it, mom. Don't worry about it. I got it. And she performed for me. I'm like, yeah, you do. And she did. She, my only attachment to any of that was that when she walked out, she would have, because I drove her so she wouldn't have to deal with the stress of parking and finding. And then I waited outside, obviously. Um, and I just, as long as she came out with a smile on her face, I was good. And she did. And she did. That's it. You bring you bring up a really interesting topic and the topic of an accompanist and an audition uh, as something that I'm sure most people don't really think about if they're not in the theater. And that is when you do audition for a musical, uh, you bring your sheet music with you and you lay it in front of the accompanist that's been selected by the production team. Usually it's the musical director or maybe the, the second pianist, but somebody with chops that is gonna play the piece. And so for the most part that goes well, but you do get the occasional, uh, somebody was plucked out of a piano one class, it seems, and put on a piano bench and really does not have the chops to follow as they're supposed to, simply because that's what's available, you know, and the auditions today, that's happened. Uh, or you have a really good accompanist, but you have a piece of music that's unfamiliar and they're not great readers. And so they don't really know the tune and they're not going to play it as well as it could be. Or it's really, 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 really um, crazy, uh, complicated, and they just don't get it. And you're sort of left holding the bag. And what you have to do is be prepared for the storm to happen behind you. <laughs> and be ready to go on. And so here's the, here's the caveat. If you know a piece of music so well, you can do that. But if you've had two weeks to prepare and you don't really feel solid with something, and by solid, that usually means not only have you learned it, but you've sung it in front of people. 
Like you've actually been on a stage, you performed it for people because that sets you up really for success. You, you get that in the body. If you haven't had the chance to do that, it's tough. And then you throw in this, this variable of the accompanist that you have never met, usually don't know, who's going to play your music. It's very stressful. So she came out with a smile means that not only did she get through that, but she did well. She did do well. And she told me the area, she goes, this is the one area because they, they threw this in where I, I didn't do as well as I could have. I did really well in this, but not so well on that. She goes, so I know that. But, and then, you know, I, I told her, I said, I'm, I'm very proud of you. I said, I would not have had the guts at any point in my life to do something that quickly when it's an area that I don't know. And she goes, mom, I look at it this way. <laughs> I'm 17. I have roughly 70 to 80 more years of life. Something in that time is going to go really well and going to go in my favor. And the rest, it is what it is. Wow. Meaning that she's not going to, she's going to try to not set sweat every little thing that doesn't go her way. And, you know, she's still like me. It's a heartbreaking. It's, it's, you know, she even, we were talking today, it can be soul crushing. And it wasn't about the SDSU audition. It was something else. And I said, I get it, babe. But the fact that you're willing for this one thing, you're willing to try again, that you left behind the attitude. Well, I didn't do it the first time. So I'm not going to, and you're going to do it again. That perseverance is beautiful. You know, I was talking to Marty, as I said, and one of the reasons why she's leaving town, or at least they're planning that they may have to leave town is, um, for, so that her husband can uh, get a better job with uh, change jobs. He's not happy in his job. Any case, the same is true for him right now because he's employed. That's not the issue, but he's looking for something else. And he's going on audition on auditions. He's going on interviews. And because he's such a good candidate with a lot of experience and in the case of his interviews, the right kind of experience, he's being what we call called back for a second, a third, a fourth interview. And it's the same for him in that as you progress through the interviews in in our world, the theater world, it's the callback process, you become more uh, you become closer to the job, to the role that you're 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 fighting for, and you really start to tell yourself you're made for the job or you're made for this role. You you have to mm-hmm. continue on that path, right? But at the end of the day, when there's a rejection, it's still soul crushing. Whether you're on stage in front of people or you're in a boardroom being interviewed by HR or the CEO or whomever, it's still soul crushing. And I think now that I'm older and I realize that myself, it puts so much into perspective and it's unreal that Iliad 17 is wise enough to understand that that's just the way life is. And there are gonna be some good times and some successes and things are gonna, there'll be successes that you don't see coming. Just like there are gonna be disappointments that you don't see coming. But she's already setting herself up for putting her heart on a string 
wearing it on our sleeve, being vulnerable, which we've talked about, and going for what it is she wants. It's a remarkable, remarkable attitude at such a young age. And that's why she's going to, whatever she decides, she's going to be fine and she's going to be great. Well, and she, and she does understand that she is 17. This one decision doesn't define her. And that there's always room for change and there's always room. You know, I, I've had a couple of gotten some criticism lately, which, yeah. you know, means nothing to me, really. I, I, I trust and respect the sources, but it's, you know, well, you should have her double major. You should have her do this. You should have her do that. And I said, you know what? No, because number one, if I go to her and I say, you know what, babe, you better double major. That sends the message that I don't believe in her. And I do. I'm the one that convinced her to switch her major. And I want her to enjoy her time in college. I want her to get the most out of a music program. I don't want her to stress about a really difficult academic major as well as a really difficult arts major. I said, if you want a minor, you want a minor, maybe some kind of business, fine. If not, you just want to do the one major, fine. You can always go back to school. But who are these people? <laughs> I mean, you don't have to give me names, but are they are they older than us? Older one, one in the industry, and one is a family member. Yeah, I know older. Exactly who you're talking about. I don't even. I've never met this person, but I know who you're talking about. But here's the thing: how many kids end up doing what they thought they were going to do once they get out of college? How many of us end up doing what we thought we were going to do when we went to college? It's about the experience of being in college and the experience of learning and growing. She's a bright young lady. She should focus on what she wants to focus on. If it doesn't work out, she'll find something else that she loves. But studying for two years or three years in a college setting or four years is not really gonna prepare her for that. Even if she studies math and she decides she's going to be an accountant. I mean, it's not going to prepare her. So I don't understand that that line of thinking. Plus, Illy would have said, I think I should double major. She's that kind of young woman where she would have said that or brought it up to you if she felt compelled. So, uh, you know, I think that you're making the right move. I know it doesn't really matter what I think, but just if it's No, it does be. matter because, you know, I um... I value your opinion and we're, we're on the same page with that. So, Hey, Oh, go ahead. Well, I just want to say one more thing. And here's the thing about that. You're so right in supporting her because if she doesn't this more than any field, I would say this is where it differs. If, if you don't show complete support, then it, it does feel like maybe she's not cut out for this and it would feel that way to her I yeah i was always told oh because my mother that's what she wanted to do and when she couldn't i think there was a little bit well if i couldn't neither could you neither can you and it was always well honey that's a pipe dream right and right it is it hurts it hurts you know so you, i don't want to do that to her she's got my full-fledged support yeah, because she's going to need to she's going to need to believe in herself or she's not going to go anywhere. Right. You know, if she doesn't have the belief in herself, even if she's great. Right. Exactly. She's got the best voice in the world, you know? So, um, 
kudos to you. So I know what you want to ask me. So yes. You ask me about um, this weekend and the anniversary, uh, the 70th anniversary of Mama Joyce and Papa Frank Bolada. It was that the video you put together was so beautiful. Thank you, Alex. Thank really you. Really beautiful. Thank you. I um, I it I took. <laughs> it was one of those. I think I can do this. And then I uh, realized, oh my God, it's almost 10 minutes. It's gonna be a lot of doing. Um, but then when I got into the memories and the pictures from you know when they got married to today, it was just like I was seeing their lives unfold and uh, it just became such a labor of love that I think it just, you know, the, the powers of the creative gods were with me. Because uh, I really did, I was concerned it's too long and it's all my vocal. I was like, people are not going to want to watch this. But I wanted it to be my vocal because it's my parents, you know. So, uh, but it did, It. I was really, my sister told me she cried. She, she's, she hugged me like for 20 minutes because she was just so happy after watching it. And, um, you know, my cousins that, that saw it. So I'm, I'm so glad I did it. It was part of the surprise and I was working on it while I was there still. Uh, at one point, my father wanted to know what I was working on. And I, I pulled my computer away and said, you can't look, I can't tell you. Uh, but, um, yeah, it was really, it was really, I'm glad I did that. You know, I'm glad that I gave them something that they could sort of review all those memories. And what came, what, what I got out of it was, how remarkably handsome my father was. Wow. <laughs> I never <laughs> noticed that. I never noticed that. Yeah, looking back on those pictures, I, the, I, I, I'm still amazed at, you know, my father's looks and my mother too. I, but, your mom was a little hottie. Yeah, my mother at, at, there were stages in her life where she was a little hottie. And there's one picture that I just adore uh, and I was around when they took it and my mother's wearing this pink slack pantsuit that she bought at Zare because she bought all her clothes at Zare. My, my sister pointed that out to me when I, when we talked about it. it, I still remember that pantsuit because it looked so great on her and it was flowy and fabulous. And she's standing up really, really straight in that picture. And she's just so gorgeous. And you know, it just makes me well up because my mother had a tough beginning, you know, so the fact that she has had this great 70 years is the only one of her sisters still with us, you know, the only one in her family. My father is the only sibling in his family that's still alive and and neither my mother was the youngest. My father was not. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like this is the blessing that God is giving them a long life and um, lots of love. And so it was great yeah. to put that together. It was fun, fun, fun. And then my friend, Alan, who uh, I met back in the eighties uh, is sort of like a brother comes to all of the family functions, Christmas, whatever. Uh, he had the mayor of North Miami beach do a proclamation, which is going to be, uh, presented at the next 
uh, city council meeting in a few weeks uh, for my father and my mother being married 70 years because they've lived in that house since 1958. So they've been in that house 64 years and, oh. and in North Miami Beach. Uh, and he helped me. It was really difficult to find the people who deal with the acknowledgement section in the local paper. But my parents are one of the few people I'm sure that still get daily delivery of the Miami Herald. And so, but I couldn't find where to put any acknowledgements online, where to go if I wanted to, you know, do that. And so my Alan helped me to find uh, the woman who actually takes the orders to do acknowledgements in the newspaper who lives in Texas uh, and works for the family that owns the paper. And so on Sunday morning, when they woke up and saw in the paper, their 70th anniversary acknowledged with, you know, a few, a paragraph or two about them. Yeah, they didn't know who did it. They didn't, uh, they didn't think I had done it because I live in California and they didn't associate, you know, how would I have gotten, but it was really fun when we went over on Sunday evening and uh, talked to them about it. They had seen it and they couldn't imagine. They were trying to think who did it, who did it, who did it. And my mother's face lit up and oh. it was really great. And they're coming. It was, and they're coming when here? Yes, I have to find the receipt on which uh, I bought those Southwest gift cards because he's having a problem getting them accepted on the site, but they're trying to book for April. Oh, yay. Yeah, it'll be nice to have them out again. I mean, I didn't think I'd see them again out here. So my father's doing really, really well. I mean, he still has the issue with his speech, but um, his vitals are good, you know, and he, he looks to, good. He yeah. looks great. Thank God. You know? Yeah. Well, so and it was fun seeing them and you as well, I have to add, and your siblings, because I, you know, had the good pleasure to meet the whole family. And it was fun to see you in all your little different incarnations throughout your life. And <laughs> there's some funny ones. There are some funny ones. Yeah. yeah. Hey, <laughs> what family is without those? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let he I who was without the um uh, uh embarrassing picture cast the first stone. That's right. And I and I think I I actually was very very kind to my entire family except my mother because there's some that are not so great of her because I didn't have access to all of the pictures I needed, but I did take the hit I think on a few occasions because there's a picture of me and I must be 13 and I have one of those um, fake they're not fake mustaches they're real but it's peach fuzz mm -hmm. you know it's like boy turns 13 has peach fuzz on his lip and I was a little chubbier uh but it's hard to tell because i'm in a suit uh a brown suit with a big white bow tie <laughs> and lots of bowl cut lots of hair that kind of looks like a bowl cut yeah those were fun times hey being 13 in that particular era with the fashions the way they were as well you're going to be hard pressed to find anybody with a good picture. So, yeah, I think we should look for some, right? That would be fun. 
so they, we didn't actually have a party for them uh, for their anniversary. Uh, we just had a dinner for 12 of us, the family. Uh, we went to a place called Runway 84. I hadn't been to before, but has been in Fort Lauderdale for years and years and years. And uh, when you call the outgoing message, uh, it's an Italian family that owns it, I should preface this. It, it feels like you're walking into mob heaven just when you hear their outgoing message when you call them because you know the, the violin is playing and you know you got the boys that say and you know welcome to anthony's uh runway 84 you know we'll do this for you and you know it's just so gabonish then you go to the place and uh the guy who's at the front door i think his name is Vinny, uh has big rings on every finger fresh shaved, you know, freshly shaved hair, coiffed, tie on, you know, just looks like something right out of Goodfellas. You know people who know people. I know people who know people. Yeah, definitely. And uh, other than it being a bit too loud there, it was just so kitsch and fun. And the food was incredibly big. Like my mother and father each got the lasagna. And I'm not kidding you. It was like they served up an entire tray of lasagna to each of them because the lasagna was easily a foot long. Oh my gosh. And easily eight to nine inches thick that they eat the piece that they each got. Uh, it was delicious. Now I'm hungry. I know, I know. And I shouldn't be talking about food. Uh, but it was a you know, pretty, pretty, small uh group of us because of covid and uh you know my sister really wasn't feeling comfortable with having a large party and i started to think it's not the right thing to do either so we just had some cousins and and then the family and uh i think that's that was really all that they wanted anyway you know i talked I said to my father, y'all come out for your birthday and we'll have another party. I don't want another party. He's such an ornery old one. Ugh. Yeah, but all Joyce has to do is say, shut up, Frank, I want a party and he'll be yeah. fine, right? I don't want another party. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you just have to say his San Diego kids, whom he does not know he's adopted, want to see him. I can say all I want, sugar. <laughs> it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. Uh, you don't say it to him. You say it to Joyce. Yeah. She or likes I, me. Or I just she likes it. me. Yeah. Or just do it. Yeah. Or I just do it. But, you know, I have to be careful because uh, he thinks that I'm, not, that I'm not listening to him then. I right. Of course. I'm not listening. Uh, we had that issue with the car, the last car, because uh, he wanted something simpler than I wanted him to have. But I was just trying to give him what he had. You know, but he wanted something simpler and I, it wasn't, he wasn't communicating it so well. This was, this was actually before the, no, after the stroke, he wasn't, no, it was before the stroke, but he wasn't communicating that to me. Um, he didn't say, look, I just want something simpler, you know, just, so I think he thought I wasn't listening, but I wasn't listening because he wasn't telling me what he wanted. I was trying to get at it. And so I'm not going to, you know, 
offer him the simple thing. He's my father, you know, I'm going to offer him the better thing. And if he wants the simpler thing, then he tells me, I'm not going to just go for the simpler thing. He's my father. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? I do. I do. Dude. Of course. Like, yeah. So, but he's very easy. He's like, he's just very easy. They're both very easy. I think what we did ended up doing for them was that was just right on. <laughs> we picked the restaurant cause it's kind of kitsch and fun and informal. And so are they. And the video to give them some memories without a big party and the little thing in the paper to acknowledge the fact that they've been around so long. And I, I kind of think they're that, uh, yeah, they're pleased with that. Yeah. Oh, well, we also went to the, I we took my mother to the casino for a, a hot minute. We went with my mother and my brother, both lost $70 and then left. <laughs> like this is more than we wanted to lose. Uh, but otherwise, I, I have to call your brother the next time I go, you know, because uh, I mean, he, he gave me some very sound advice when I was. Yeah, I don't remember what it was, but it was sound about playing the playing the penny slots. Oh, see, I I don't believe in those penny slots. Oh, I love them. They're fun. I think they're a ripoff. And I think that we just haven't realized they're a ripoff because you end up spending just as much. But instead of 300 quarters. You get 300 pennies and it's it just, is true yeah it doesn't add up to a lot i don't know i just don't i i know there's something in there that just doesn't you know just doesn't add up because i think the money goes faster than it does maybe it doesn't go faster but you have the chance of winning more so when you win you win bigger yes of more, course right? just like on a penny slot you can you can increase and increase and increase your bet. You could spend and, $5. Yeah. Yeah. Pennies. Yeah. yeah. So, but you know, I do the minimum where I can get all the bonuses. And mm -hmm. if it, if all goes well, I've played for an hour and I've had fun and maybe I've broken even, maybe I've won a little, maybe I've lost 20 bucks. You know, it's not to say that that's all I lose but I don't, I don't go crazy because I can't, um, but they're fun. And they have to be interactive. You know, like one in Vegas is called Sharknado and it's fun. It's just so stupid, but it's fun. So I don't, you know, I'm not one to play any of just the regular poker machines because they're boring. I want something with interactive, you know, Willy Wonka and all that sort of music stuff. And, and sparkles and glitter. Yes. And, and music and dancing. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. That does add to the fun. I must admit, it does add to the fun. Uh, I had a point to make about that, but it doesn't really matter because we're almost out of time anyway. So no more talking about that because it's just a waste of money at the end of the day. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say this, though. The only time I have fun is when I'm winning. Because if you keep losing, it's no fun. <laughs> but if you win a little bit, and you can play and not lose a lot. That's fun. Like that's when it's fun. Yeah. So you have to like almost be winning from the very beginning because then it's fun because then you're not, you're not wasting away your own money. You're sort of playing with money. That's what it's see. That's fun for me. I know it's very narrow minded. I know, but no, it's, it's, it's your comfort zone. You gotta, you gotta stay in your comfort zone. If it's not your comfort zone and it's not fun, then why, you yeah. know? Yeah, that's why I don't do a lot of it because yeah. 
it just feels like a drain. Like I'm not one of those, I have to force myself to say, okay, I'm going to come and spend a hundred dollars. And then if, I, but I, cause I still feel bad if I lost a hundred dollars, <laughs> it still feels bad. Yep. So, uh, yeah, even when I tell myself, okay, I'm going to do that. I still feel bad. So it's, I'd rather have a pair of shoes or a, a scarf or a nice meal. Or, you know. Exactly. Not much you can buy with a hundred dollars anymore though. I mean, there really isn't, there really is not. It's crazy. No, it is. Everything is, and restaurants, everything, it's getting more and more and more and more expensive. I don't know if it's everywhere, if it's just out here on the East Coast or the East Coast, the West Coast. <laughs> I was in Florida with you for a minute. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's. It's rising. The prices are, 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 are rising everywhere, but they're higher here in California for most things than they are at least in South Florida. But that, that economy, the prices are, are rising there drastically higher than they are in other areas of the United States faster, I would say. Um, so I think they're feeling it over there too. So what are you working on for spring? Oh, we've got uh, some sock hop stuff going on for, um, you know, my military clients. We've got, uh, I think, maybe bunny doing some bunny stuff and uh, and then some trivia stuff for another client. But, uh, you know, the sock hop stuff is kind of good because we're putting that together um, with just, you know, music and leading and um going to have, uh, you know, Ileana be a Vanna, you know, assistant. So it's, it's fun. We've got dances and costumes ordered. And then we have a super fun one. The event is called Let's Flamingo. So I have ordered a blow up flamingo costume. Oh my. It's adorable. It's adorable. He has a little battery pack and yeah, it's pretty cute. Are these membership evenings? No, these are, this is for the military stuff. Wow. Yeah. So most of them, I've got the trivia for the, for, you know, the country club, but then the, all the other ones are for, uh, for my military client. And so I just loved the let's flamingo and it's the costume is adorable. It's in the office. I've, I've got to bring it home. Cause I got to have, you know, have her try, try it on, but. Yeah. So business is really continuing where it's been, which is in the social sect and uh, in the military sect and in the association sect as well, which is where we're deriving most of our citywide and proposals that are coming in now. And, uh, you know, what you're talking about, we're doing a wedding as well, which we've never done before. We're doing uh, a grad night, which we've not done before. And when I say we're, D'Angelo is really leading these, yes. but we're, we're, you know, as a team, we're working on that and uh, we're doing association business. I'll be going out to Adia and then the Dental Hygienist Association this uh, spring and early summer. And it does seem like the mask mandate now is ended in California today. 
Uh, it will end in South Florida in a few weeks. Uh, it seems to be ending, and I think that we'll see an increase in, in requests. I do have one corporate request, and hopefully I can, I can make it work out. It is for a headliner. It, it is for May, and it's a small group. 50 people, it's a small incentive. So I'm hoping I could, I can make this deal work. I'm having a little issue uh, getting the artist that they're looking for. Um, Herb Albert, if you will, Herb Albert, which is an wow. Yeah, he's 86. And uh, I finally reached out to his publicist this morning uh, because, you know, he's not, he's not somebody, he's touring. He's working. He has a foundation. Uh, he's still married to Lonnie. They're still together, but he's not actively, I guess, seeking work because there's no agent. I can't find the agent. So I'm hoping to find the agent so that we can see if he's even interested. Uh, he's going to be in Toronto on the 13th of May, and this happens to be on the 12th of May, so he may not be. Uh, and what I'm finding is that concerts are coming back and tours are starting up again. And that's a good sign. Uh, I know that James Taylor is going out in concert, uh, Jackson Brown. So it's great. It's great that we might see a summer again with music venues open and uh, life happening. Would be great. I will tell you, it was really nice last night to be out with the band and people dancing and having fun and just being together. It was, you know, I, I've experienced that a couple of times in the last few months, but uh, not, but, and it, you don't realize how much you miss it until you're back out there. Did and you, pardon? Did you have concerns? Nope. I, I, you know what? No, I honestly was just having so much fun last night being with a group of people that I love and adore as my friends and also getting to witness this really great band. And it wasn't so crowded. It wasn't, it wasn't crazy, but everybody that was there and it was outside, it was, you know, it was outdoors, um, was very chill and just having fun. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Was the venue a nice venue? It's a really fun, relaxed, chill venue. The owners, I did a little bit of research on it. Um, it's called Aquarius and it's in off of Quivera Road. And the owners are real kind of, it's real chill. It is really chill. I know it. Uh, and it has an outdoor patio. Yes. Uh, I, I drove by it when I went to class on Quivera Road. Uh, and I drove by it one day. Yeah, that's an interesting spot. Yeah. yeah. It, and and right there, right off of the bay. So it's mm -hmm. the breeze is fabulous and it's open air. And oh, yeah, so they did a Valentine's Day thing last night. I don't, Yeah, I mean, they didn't. It wasn't really basically how it came about was there was a group, a woman called not associated with us and said, we're going to guarantee about 50 people. We want this band. Oh. And so she kind of put it all together and Fred knows the band and. So he said, hey, come on, let's go, because they're fabulous. And we're really good friends with a couple of the members. And yeah. Great. Well, that was a nice thing to do. Actually, that's a great thing to do on Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's Monday night, right? So most people would have said, eh. But somebody pulled together a band, got couples together, and made a party. That's fabulous. I love that. People are really, people really do need to get out 
and be social. And it really is wonderful to see and hear about that because that's not because we're in the business of it, but because we're in the business of it. <laughs> and it's nice to see people coming together, wanting, wanting, wanting to together, right? Not feeling obligated. And that's right. the difference that we're seeing now because you can, you can feel that to some degree in events when people are not really all that jazzed to be there when they're coming for obligational reasons. So it's really great that people want to get out. Plus it makes it more exciting and interesting to plan because right. you know you're going to get buy-in, right? Mm -hmm. Or you worried about where the audience focus might be, you know, will they, will they gravitate towards the stage? Will they listen? And, uh, you know, hopefully that continues to be the case that audiences are so thrilled that they give us their full attention. Right. If we had right. to something, pardon, if we had to pray for something. Yes. Well, no, it is. It's totally, Hey, look, I, I'm already getting requests for fall. And if this year proves like last year and even better by the middle of March, I'll be planning Christmas already. I so, so I really think that people are, are going there. And I think, you know, partly out of like, we're just done, we're just done. We're ready. And partly because they are feeling more comfortable. Yeah, I hope so. Um, before we go, though, we have a big weekend ahead of us because we are throwing a little surprise shower for one of our very own. And uh, it's just going to be a very uh, small and formal gathering at our house. But Alex is doing the cooking. D'Angelo is doing the decorating. I ordered the cake. That's what I do best. And uh, we are expecting about 12 people. And Alex has some games arranged and uh, we're going to be celebrating the birth, the, the, uh, the forthcoming birth of uh, Joy and Sam's little boy, Kai. Hi, baby Kai. Baby Kai. They've named him Kai. He's not here yet, but we're going to have that shower on Saturday. And she... Joy, Sam's wife, and jo and Sam is our operations manager and does all of our uh, contracting, or most of it, I should say, and stage managing. And uh, Sam and Joy were married in Cyprus a few years ago. Danzel and I went to the wedding. They both moved here. Boom, Joy got pregnant. Boom, they're having a baby. It happened that fast. And uh, we're throwing her a surprise shower. And we can't wait because it'll be fun. She's just, and she is a delicious person. Oh my God. She's aptly named. Yeah. She's aptly named. She is full of joy and warmth mm -hmm. and kindness. And I fell in love with her the moment I met her and I, it's a love affair. <laughs> she's just a sweetheart of a gal mm -hmm. and bright and focused and emotionally intelligent and uh, I can't think of a, a more uh, fabulous mother, a more prepared gal. She's going to be a great mom. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. She is just from the moment I met her. Well, I talked to her before I even met her because there were, no, I met her first, but you know, she's, she's so, she's so kind. You do anything for them. She hops on the phone. She wants to thank you. You know, she's just, 
she's a she's a delight she really is and you know alex i miss you and oh i love you (laughs) you make me feel so good um so i'm just super happy for them and of course i have to say i delight delight in teasing sam when he has a food craving like you know that's part of being an expectant father you know (laughs) you're craving you're probably going to start having back pain pretty soon you're you're having pregnancy cravings and he gets so mad at me. Stop it, Alex. Stop it. He's on a diet now. He's trying to lose some weight, I guess. He doesn't look heavy, though. It's not from that. It's uh, trying to oh, uh, get some inflammation out. Yeah. So it's it's for health reasons, not so much needing because, no, he's. Yeah, he's, he's got allergies. Yeah. He's, uh, he's got some. He's a very delicate, very delicate one, Sammy. And I will tell you, one of the games that I did get um I think is going to be a lot of fun because we're going to have joy fill it out first. And then everybody's going to guess, you know, who will, who will be the parent to do this? Who will be the parent to do that? And my take on it is everything that's disciplined will be joy and everything that's spoiled will be Sam. (laughs) I wonder, I mean, that's interesting. That's an interesting take. You're probably right. He's going to be a mess, that one. Oh, my God. In the most endearing way. I yes, mean, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm, I'm failing just thinking about it. You know, he's, he, he's, oh, I'm so happy for them both. You know, oh, just terrific. So we have that coming up on Saturday. And Joy's mom will be here from Beirut. She's flying in tomorrow night. So that is also exciting that she'll be here for six months. Uh, we met her once when we went to the wedding. They were, she was lovely. Uh, and I'm just so pleased that she was able to get a visa and get here and that things are working out for them because it was a bit touch and go after their wedding when they went back to Beirut. And then there was the explosion and the economy and there's just mayhem. And, uh, you know, they needed to get out of there. Young couple starting a new life. And as hard as it is, I'd love to see their whole family come out because I know that their quality of life would be just so much better than it is there. But we will have fun and then we'll get to talk about it next week. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I look forward to picking up that cake on Saturday too. I can't wait to see it. I can't either. I can't either. Hopefully it's a good one. So uh, that's it. We've rambled on now for at least an hour and talked about a lot of fun stuff and hopefully you you've enjoyed the conversation if you have anything you'd like to tell us or share with us or ask us please just go to balada.com look for the podcast tab there'll be a little box in there for you to write in and we'll get it and we'll share it on the air Uh, if you're listening to us on apple Podcasts, that's the five star network you got to give us five stars (laughs) and if you're listening to us there or anywhere please share us with your friends let let them know we're here and we are among the top 200 podcasts and event and meetings and let them know they should listen that's all please please and now we bid adieu au revoir au revoir stay engaging